Oh, hello. Yo. Yo, I can hear you now. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, how are you doing on your end? I'm good, man. I'm uh, yeah, chopping okay. some peppers. Oh, ah. Where you cook? Um, I, I think I survive is the better way to say it. <laughs> so I think I, even the last time we were calling, like, you were like out there, like, you know, making something. You know, I could hear like chopping or something. It, it it seems like it's better than it is. One day I'll be able to brag about what I make. But right now, it just keeps me going. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's even calm. I was thinking that this could just be something informal. Like, I'm not really looking... I'm not trying to do all those really cleaned up interviews and stuff like that. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, I mean, I could just start now. So, yeah, uh, man, get in there. Yeah. So, hello, everyone. Um, Today, my first guest is Masego, you know, this is going to be in chapter. We're just going to be talking about uh, creators, really. Um, people who I kind of admire and whose work I feel moves me in a way. And I feel just talking to them and getting their perspective of things when it was their first chapter is just really insightful. So today we have Masego. Yo, yo, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, what's up? So can you talk to me about how it was like growing up, you know? And what, just kind of like the pursuit of becoming Masego or just yeah, in general? Yeah, I just like, I, like as a child, like how was it coming up, you know? How did, like, were you like quiet? Were you troublesome? That kind of thing. Got you. I mean, so I grew up in Virginia and uh, it is a military town. So um, I don't know, you don't really have a set friend group. It's just a lot of people constantly coming in and there's always a new kid in school. So I think that's the first part about it where I'm just learning to uh, kind of vibe with different people groups, you know, different ethnicities, different styles of friends. And so that's that's what I remember from my child. I'm just like always hanging out with a different group of people. It's like, right, cool. Now with the athletes. All right. Now with the people that do this. So I, I remember like that. Like shifting. Yeah, it's like a very shifting thing because, you know, it's an imports town. Like they, they ship things in and out. So like they're always shipping new people low key. And, um, so that's the far, first part of it. Then it became this obsession with with clothing and, and brands and being cool. That was a lot of my childhood because uh, the, the culture of Virginia was like, oh, I'm wearing Ralph Lauren Polo. What you wearing? South Pole? And what are you wearing? <laughs> this, this, this. Yeah. And so a lot of my childhood was just trying to figure out how I could get these clothing brands so I could win these rap battles I kept losing at the lunch table. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, uh, that's true. Like you used to rap heavy, heavy. Yeah, I mean, watching battle rap was like a, another thing that was like a staple of my childhood. We just used to watch people cleverly put words together, and it just became like a thing we all aspired to be. Ah, okay, I see. So, like that even leads me. Oh, by the way, Masego is cooking right now. I think he's making like a three three course meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying link in bio yeah <laughs> yeah my youtube youtube channel coming soon okay. <laughs> yeah but how so that leads me so who were like the rappers that you were like looking up to when you were younger even like other musical influences who was i looking up to back in the day i was a big fan of lil wayne just because uh the metaphors would be like the the talk of the town like he said she asked me for a picture 
So I gave her three strikes. And everybody's like, oh, Ooh. you get it? Because picture and pic. Like, yeah, that's yeah. all yeah, my childhood some, was. There's this bar he had that this one time he said, real G's moving silent like lasagna. And it took me so long. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <sighs> oh. Yo, everyone went crazy about that for months. Exactly. Like, it was on my mind. It's like, bro, how did he do that? <laughs> no, I, I lived through that. Trust me. So that, that was cool. Um, trying to think, who else did we look up to? I think Andre 3000 was like the coolest Southern man of all time. Just the hat and the twang and just like the way he uh-huh. carried himself. Yeah. So and, and international players anthem was like crazy when I was growing up. That, that was just like the, yo, this dude is just the way he puts words together. So I, I've always aspired to be like him in the sense of the way his disposition is. And I guess kind of the way that, He's very, I don't know, like, basically when he was coming up with Outkast and all that, I always saw that no one believed that the South had something to say, and no one believed that the South was to be taken seriously in rap. Uh-huh. And he had this this thing on his shoulder, so every time he rapped, every time he did anything, it was to shut people up. And I feel like that, I, I kept that when I was growing up. Oh, okay, I get that. So it's kind of like, you know, you want to, like, show out, you know, like, anything you're doing, you're doing it, like, more... Yeah, like you're just putting an extra emphasis on because people actively didn't believe in the vision. So you kind of want to put a little extra emphasis on how the vision is coming to pass. Oh, okay. I get that. I get that. So you mentioned that you even got like into lots of fights in school. Like, how about, like, how was that? Like, what used to be the, like, (laughs) I mean, what is it? Because my temper developed later on in life. I think it was more so retaliation to someone trying to fight me. And I feel like uh-huh. uh, after I learned how to joke on people, then I'm just like fire with the mouthpiece. Just always just getting somebody off me if they're trying to joke on me. I get them back. They don't have nothing to say. They're throwing those yeah. hands. <laughs> so uh, maybe that. Okay. Or just probably like some flag football or like some type of sport. And then something goes wrong. Like someone gets hit in the groin or someone starts bleeding on the Ooh. face. So you gotta you gotta fight for your honor. So it was it was a lot of those type of little scuffles. Oh, okay, I see. And then you told me that I think the last time we talked, you were talking about like the drum thing. Your parents were like, you know what, this guy he's moving too much with his hands. Like, let's just get him something to, you know. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like I even during uh, church and like Bible study, I used to beat on the Bibles, and they were like, "Don't do that." Here's what? the drum set. <laughs> I'm just hitting on whatever. It was just like, yo, I'm trying to get these rhythms out my head. Ah, okay. Actually, so it's kind of like something that you couldn't even help at the point. It's like, damn, I have to get this thing out. Yeah, like I was a very head in the clouds type of kid, just always thinking of whatever's in my head. Like, what does this mean? Like, it, it was very interesting. Oh, uh, you must have been difficult in Bible school, I can't lie. Oh, of course. <laughs> Damn. so how like even before we even get to like music what about like religion and god like what roles did that play into your like um upbringing i mean i feel like unconditional love was something that i heard early growing up and the only definition of that i could think of is the way that my parents treated me it was like they don't want anything from me they don't you know it's not like if you do this then i love you it was just more so hey I love you. That's it. Like, whatever happens before and after this, like, you just got the life, the life love. And um, my parents are really big on confessions, like, huge on, like, not even on the spiritual words of affirmation, but, like, literally saying, 
the text says this, which means that you can ask for this confidently. And then just kind of uh, write goal posters, like all that. Like a lot of that was a, a part of that. And then a personal relationship with God was a lot of what I got taught. It's not about the the religion of we do these. It's it's very it's very uh, elite elite ish elitism. I don't know. You you're more eloquent than me, but you know some some people <laughs> yeah, think that right. they're they're um what do you call it? Like if, if you're Christian versus Catholic versus Pentecostal, like everyone like tries to look and at themselves like, yeah. yeah, the superiority is like mine is better because we do this. And like my parents never taught me to do that. They, we, our church was non-denominational where it's like, yo, there's like a little sprinkle of this culture, a little sprinkle of that. But at the end of the day, we have a personal relationship with God that like is the thing that matters. Not the whole like, yo, I know how to speak in tongues better than you. And I feel like um, I'm glad that I learned that early. Yeah. Oh wow, that's really beautiful. I can imagine kind of like growing up in that kind of atmosphere. There's like there's less pressure at least from that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So were your parents are your parents like musicians as well? Like my mother was the minister of music, so that was her thing. And uh, uh, also a, a pastor as well, actually. Pastor, teacher, minister oh, wow. of music. And then my father was a pastor as well. So we got two pastors in the home. Okay. Wow. So I mean, you and like, uh, what about you? Like, were there? How? Like, I'm just trying to think. Like, were there any like family members who were into music? Like, was there any format to follow? Um, my grandfather was really smooth on the piano, but I never got to see him play. But um, I heard about it a lot. And I, I mean, you know, black folk just sing. You know, what I mean, it's just kind of like yeah. a thing. You just look on your family tree. Somebody's singing, but. In terms of doing it as a career, I, I never heard of it in my family. Yeah. Wow. So that means you're kind of like the first one. Yeah, man. So, so I think, yeah, that leads us now into like the music proper. So it's like, how did it develop? Like, what's the first time you're like, damn, like I can do this like as a career? Like was it when you were younger, you know, I'm a teenager, that kind of thing. It's when I got to college. Um because I used to lose talent competitions all the time. Like, wow. Like, all the time. And it would, I'd be losing to those, like, pretty boy, guitar-playing, pop-locking type of guys. Like, they would just be on stage, just swooning the ladies, just making songs about, what's your name? Oh, Clarissa? And then make a song called Clarissa, and they're like, oh, my God, he's the best ever. So I used to lose <laughs> to that guy. I used to lose to wow. like the, the Jennifer Hudson type of singer where it's just this big voice. Um, I used to lose to like the rappers that would just <laughs> rap about just the life they didn't live, but everybody was like, ah, the beat though. Ah, yeah, I used to be <laughs> losing to everybody. But then there was a competition that I, the first time I built a beat from scratch and made a song over it. Uh, it was a song called 90s Girl. And ah. everybody, it was funny. If they recorded it, that would have been the ta moment of my life because I made the beat from scratch. I made the song from scratch. Chorus, it was the same thing. And it was about this, uh, this on the computer screen next to me, there was like an advertisement on Facebook about like a 90s party and it had this icon of this girl. And so I'm just making a song about this imaginary girl and everybody was like, oh my God, what's <laughs> happening? Yeah, like what? <laughs> And I won the competition, and they gave me like a uh, like a fifty dollar gift card to Starbucks. Ah, hey. 
So, <laughs> you know, you can draw the logo, so we're both good. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. That. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's not once again. My own enemy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, that's really interesting. So one thing you also mentioned is that that means at that time, you also still couldn't, you couldn't read music. Nah. I am not. Listen, there's no reason that someone should have given me a scholarship because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not good in class. I'm not intelligent with music theory. I'm just lit. Damn. Like, I feel like that's one of the most interesting things. Like, you told me that kind of stuff. Because I was like, I in my head, I imagine that maybe, like, on your wall, there's, like, all these, like, notes on, like, the clefs or, like, numbers and, you know, music theory and all that jazz. But it's like, nah. I mean, no, no. It was on my wall. But I, I should have been studying it. But it, it was just decorations. <laughs> so it was just, it was there. Yeah, there were just decorations in my room. Oh, okay. So then it's like you went to college. I think you said that you dropped out. Yeah, I dropped out after a year and a half because I, I was supposed to study for an exam and it just wasn't working. So I was like, okay, let me just play the piano to my notes and sing them to memorize them. And then I ended up making a song called I Hate School. And then I dropped it that night on the internet. <laughs> and the song blew up to me. It was like 100,000 plays in a day. And I was like, oh, bet. I'm dropping out of school. Oh, that's <laughs> weird. I'm out. That's crazy. That's actually crazy, guy. <laughs> like, wow. I don't know, man. So I feel like, like you gotta take a risk in yourself. Yeah, that's incredible. How would did your parents like feel away about it when like their son is like suddenly, you know, one minute he's in college and now he's like dipping? Oh no, they did not like it. Oh, no, that, <laughs> that, that whooping was memorable. Um, but the, the thing with it is I'm given a year to prove myself because I can talk. You know what I'm saying? I, I can speak my case and, and, and vouch for myself. So I was like, listen, I believe in this heavily. Give me a year to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? It's like I have, I have something to work with. You know, there's, there's some fans online. There's some numbers that you can look at to see the consistency of how often I would like take a beat, make a song over it, drop it online. Like there was, there was some stuff, but I hate school was like the part that made me say, you know what, I'm going to really take my time with this and make this a thing. And they gave me a year and in a year it worked out. Wow. How old were you then? You were like 18, 19. Exactly. Like, what was I, like, <laughs> like 20. Yeah. I think I was like 20. Oh, okay, that's crazy still. And it's like, it's, it's kind of like you were like, yeah, you know what? This isn't working. I'm not going to like struggle through it. Like I'm out. I, exactly. And I, I feel like um I was paying so much money for the classes that I, I'm like, okay, I know I'm not about to use basket weaving in life. <laughs> so I was like, no, this thing was a thousand dollars. Like, nah, dude, it just started getting more and more stupid. And that, that I Hate School song was like, yeah, y'all are robbing me. Yeah, like, this is extortion at this point. Listen, I'm like, I'm too young to be extorted. Yeah. So, like, was that before or after you had the band? Ah, so where the band? I mean, I've had a band since I was in high school. So, and th- I mean, the band was just my friends. Like, we just kind of get together, and it's our escape from society, life, school, whatever. And we just make whatever. Make music. It's our community. Yeah. But like a band that's actually like being flown out places, I think that happened like when I was like 20, 23, 22, 23 or something like that. That's when I had my first show offer in um, Washington, D.C. And 
it was cool. Like we we made like seventy five dollars. <laughs> what? Yeah, we got to split it up, and like we, I think we went to McDonald's. It was just getting, we were just going crazy. It was like, yo, apple pies for everybody. <laughs> yeah, finally, like, but wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got. I mean, it's it's see, it's expensive to do what I do, and so I, I understand because like you have to fly humans across the waters and house them <laughs> and feed them, and it's just like you, your money's gone just before you step down. So I mean, I just, it takes a long time before you actually make money, but seventy five dollars. Oh, I made a song about it that day. Oh yeah, I mean, because oh. <laughs> I was trying to imagine like seventy five dollars. Like I mean, like split across every was that split across everyone? Was that what? Everyone yeah, had? split across everyone. It's funny. Um, Absol has a song. He was like, uh, it was I think a song called Empathy. He was like, I've got seven hundred dollars from my last show. It's like probably a decade old, but it's like that. He probably felt rich at the time. Wow. Like you, you got you got paid someone paid you to rap on a mic for seven hundred dollars. We did the same thing for seventy five. We was like, yo, bro, we we're all college dropouts. <laughs> we we <laughs> know what we're doing. But you paid us seventy five dollars to come play for people and earn fans. Bless. Yeah, I feel like that means that you guys were really appreciative of every win. Like there was no chip on your shoulder where it's like now nah, seventy five dollars, like no. Exactly. I mean, I'm a Gemini, so there's like always two sides to how I kind of view it. On one end, I'm extremely appreciative. On the other end, I'm like cockily confident in the fact that I'm about to steal anyone's fans that I'm on on stage. I'm like, okay, what? Who am I opening up for? Well, you're not. You don't have fans anymore because I'm about to perform. (laughs) Yeah, my cigar's on now. It was still that, but I mean, at the end of the day, I was always thanking God, thinking, being very thankful just for like the fact that I'm doing this as a career. Or attempting to. Oh, wow! I, I, that's really, really. You know, that's that's. It's, it's like I don't know. It's like you know, you, you know, subconsciously that you know what this thing wasn't built in a day, but to kind of hear it is different. You get it's like, it's like wow, like there was a time. I feel like now, like nobody could say, "Yo, my man's my cigar." Like, if you want seventy-five dollars for a show? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on who it is. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not even big on money because my biggest thing was being able to perform whatever I want to perform. Because, I mean, in Virginia, only Neo Soul made it. And, like, that was, like, the, you can perform in this jazz club and play covers to Kenny G all day. And, like, that was, like, the, you could, there, boom, you won. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And so when I first found, like, certain venues out there that paid me to literally play whatever I want, I was like, this is what I wanted. The money is, forget the money. Like, I'm not, like, homeless and starving. I just wanted to like yeah. put my art up. Like I know people that are hurting and need money. I was like, give it to them. I feel like money just kind of like makes things make sense. It's like, yo, I, I'm using these gentlemen's time. I want to pay them for their time. You know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, I want to push forward what's happening. So we need money for that. But I've never like growing up. It was never like, yeah, because once I get a million, then I'm a really f-. like. It was never. I was never <laughs> driven by that. So seventy five dollars. Yeah, don't. Don't be trying to charge me $75, but for the right person, for sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Ooh, maybe we'll fly you out with Lagos, you know, let's get like a show going. <laughs> exactly, something, man, it doesn't matter. I'm for the trip. Yeah. You know, because I even watched, uh, I think I was on Instagram today, and I saw this interview with Gucci Mane, and he was Ooh. just talking about how, like, you know, there are many young artists who kind of get stuck in that, where it's like, 
from the get-go you're thinking about the money than the fame and you just fall off because you just can't sustain that kind of life. No, man. It's like, I don't understand why. I mean, I, I get it from a cultural standpoint why they spend money on chains because it's advertisement, but it's like blowing your money is just foolish. It's foolish because, I mean, you got to realize people don't have money. Like, it's, it's not, it's rare to have a lot of money to do things with. So when I see, I see a lot of those interviews on Instagram, like the NBA players, like the, their first rookie check. He was like, yeah, man, I blew it on a pair of shoes and a rolly, and I had Jesus. no furniture in my apartment. And I was like, come on, G, I get it. I get it. But it's like, you gotta, you gotta have like a financial advisor, whether that person's your uncle or the internet. Just figure yeah, it like out. Someone to like tell you that, bro. Like um, this doesn't really make sense. Like I lie. Like you get exactly. It's like and like Ocho Cinco. I love what he said. He was like, bro. Once I became famous, I never bought real jewelry because you already think it's real. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it's like it's like what's the point at this at this stage? It's like, bro. Like I have <laughs> nothing to prove. It looked good. You know what I mean? It has a story to tell. If it's trying to attract people, it 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 works. So it's like, what's what's up? You know, what's next? So. Yeah, it's even like um, even kind of like when it comes to equipment, for instance, like what do you have to say about that? Like you know all the fancy equipment, and I don't record music, but I'm assuming like all those fancy speakers and like mics and all of that. Like, did you start well, with any of those? My thing was I had a great roommate that let me use his credit card, and so <laughs> I would just I would buy something, try it out, take it back, and wash, rinse, repeat. I I, I think I've owned every interface ever just so Jesus. i could learn it I've, I've owned every microphone every whatever because of that dude's credit card i was like oh this is amazing um but i feel like the same thing with basketball equipment like when people think they need the headband in the sleeve in the jersey in the t-shirt and they Ooh. suck it's just like <laughs> yo you need to get dope first and then these things will enhance you like i, I know a lot of yeah, artists yeah. that make music with just a laptop or just some spoons and a microphone and an iPhone. It's like, yo, stretch your talent the widest it could possibly go with nothing. Then when you have these cool instruments and fancy things, that'll be amazing. So that's my advice. Steve Lacey, Steve Lacey, he makes all his music on like um, GarageBand on his phone, I swear. Exactly, it's just like, yo, you don't need everything. It's just like, if you really dope, I should be able to make a song with these peppers that I'm chopping right now. <laughs> yeah, what are you making, by the way? Like, I was, I, I've been wondering. I've been trying to like piece together. Like, what's he, what's he talking about? Just listen. He's like, I hear him cracking eggs. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, guy, what's this, what's this guy like trying to like put together? Oh, it's nothing. Just an omelet, man. It's nothing. Just mushrooms, oh, peppers, <laughs> some meat. Nothing crazy. Now, see, if I were you, I'd have like said some like fancy French meal, like you know, some like three course, <laughs> like a ratatouille or something, you know. I gotta I'm work on my lion. I'm not good at it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I get that. One quick one though, Matego, where did that come from? Ah, there it is. So, the real story yeah. of it is, you like expecting like that? <laughs> nah, I mean, you know, it's the question of all questions. Yeah, up there. <laughs> I feel like um. When I was in high school, I was a freshman in high school, and the two guys I looked up to most were these two African guys. Coolest yeah. people I've ever seen in my life. They were both rappers. One's name was Amadi Shai, and the other guy's name was Scoozy. And I don't know, I just feel like one, as a person that grew up with just pieces of culture, 
And then to see someone that has like the whole package, I'm just like, yo, I want to be like you guys. And then I'm talking to them just like, yo, you got to look into your path because we're all African. You got to just figure out your roots. I was like, well, my father's Jamaican. I know that for sure. He said, well, look in your mother's side, figure out what that's about. And so for my senior project, I'm doing so much research on my own history, my family's history, figuring out the Jamaicans were coming from Ghana. And then remembering that my mother's side came from South Africa and then going in even further to Johannesburg. And I was like, dang, this is amazing. And so as I'm doing my project, I'm looking for things to include on it. And I go to a name chart because I learned how important the names are and how it sets your child up for how they should walk um, uh, in their life. And so I'm just looking at the name chart and then I see the name Masejo and I see that it means blessing. And a fun fact is in church, everyone used to call me blessing because I mean, I could play these instruments. There's all this little blessing, oh, it's a blessing, 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 blessing. So I was like, it just connected to me and I was like, that's yeah, my artist crazy. name. <laughs> that's the one right there. That's crazy. And yeah. That's actually so cool. Because you know, it's like, yeah, I feel like we believe, like, I feel like the culture is kind of like, <clears throat> like, whatever you like name your child, it's like, it kind of has like this inference on like their future. It does. You know? Yeah, my name is, my Igbo name is Efe uh, Chukute, and it means what God has written. Mm. So it's like, yeah. So I feel like if you like name yourself, that's like, you're like, you know what, yeah, like I'm claiming this. It's, it's like what my mother taught me, like the affirmations, like you speak over your own life. Yeah. And so it made sense to me as a child. Like I was only like 15, so I'm sure I could have done even more research, but that at that moment, it, it, it made sense. And I, I really, aspire. out of everyone in my little military school, that two African guys were the, the coolest people in the world to me. Wow. And so I've always connected with people from, you know, the continent. And so I was like, all right, let me just... Because you know, as a child, you're trying to find your way. You're trying to figure out your community. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm tall. I don't want to hang out with the basketball players, though. It's like, all right, cool. I'm black, but these guys over here act a little different. And you know what I'm saying? You're trying to... It's, it's high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're trying to figure out where to be. What's up, Dan? My roommate's out of his room. But uh, yeah, that's the that's like the, the elongated story because everyone gets the short end of it. They're just like, yeah, uh, something about a high school project and a substitute teacher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really not wow. So thanks for sharing for that. Sure. So it's even like, so now, yeah, let's like even go back. So it's like now you've dropped out mm-hmm. of school. You've kind of proved it to your friends that you know that like, you can do this. So it's like, what's happening next? Are labels like coming to your doorstep and saying, yo, 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 we need you, we need you, that kind of thing. It's funny. I wish my, my story was so linear like that, where it's like, boom, you did this, then that, and then you're on. But my story has so many side pivots where it's like, you're going this way, but then you do this for a little bit. So my line, like my story is like a tree branch. It has all these little pivots left and right. So... I believe I used to take trips to uh, New York a lot. I used to just drive in this drive, the nine hour drive and just be a street performer. I was just like, let me just try to see if I can make it like this. And so I would play sax in the street or I would like put this DJ table together and just put all of my instruments on there and just make beats from scratch there and just try things out. I would go there like once, once a week almost just trying, trying to figure out what I can learn to get a new community. And um, one big time, I was making a beat from scratch. I had like a little crowd of like 20 people. I felt like I was feeling myself. And this young lady came out and she was like, yo, you got to shut this down. I got to work tomorrow. And I was like, oh no, 
I drove wow. so far. And so the crowd was getting rowdy. <laughs> and they're just like, no, lady, get out of here. He's, he's killing it. And so she says, all right, bet. And so I keep playing. And then like two minutes later, I kid you not, she rains down water balloons <laughs> on my equipment. I'm dead. And it's like, everyone <laughs> thinks I'm lying, what? but I'm, te- well, I hope it was water. But like, Shorty was throwing water <laughs> and broke all my equipment, <laughs> all of it. I'm talking, what? it was nuts. See, what first in my head now is that? Did she have like pre made water? Did she like make everything? That's like, what I'm do? saying. It's like, that was the most New York moment ever. And so Shorty's raining down these water balloons and everyone's <laughs> scattering. The cops come. It's this big hustle and bustle. And then later on, I meet my manager out of this because he hears about this. And he's like, yo, you're talented. Like, I saw that, but you're mad disorganized. Like, you need a permit, bro. I'm like, a permit? What's that? <laughs> yeah, right. so he hears about this, like, hustle and, like, all this, like, kerfuffle. And he's like, yo, I know you probably don't <laughs> trust me, but, like, let me book shows for you for free. All right? Just, like, let me show you what it's like when you have an organized life. And so I was like, you're right. I don't trust you. <laughs> and then second, I'll let, I'll let you book some shows and see what this is. And uh, lo and behold, yeah, he's been my manager for like seven years, and I, I'm I still don't really trust him, but Jesus. you know he's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah. So, and that that's just the story. So that you get the manager, yeah. and it's like everything. no, I'm saying like that's just the story of the manager. I still haven't made it yet. I still haven't found a record deal or have a hit song. It was just that was just a side tree branch of one piece of my team that I found. Oh wow! Okay, I'm saying man. So, one day we'll write a book, and it'll just be the true story of Masego, and it'll, it'll be a long story. Yeah, like now it feels like there's like so many. It's like you're getting like the Avengers team together. You know, it's like oh, now you're getting like your manager, then like the drummer, and then like the producer. I'm telling you, man. But yeah, that this it's like a fun little side story because that's piv- like it's it's pivotal in my growth because. Um, I moved to New York after that for like three years and I was like sleeping on my friend's floor and it was just the best time of my life. Every, like every day is an adventure. And I'm like, ah, this is lit. Wow. And like New York made, made me, uh, how do I say it? New York made me understand what it's like to really try, like to try to move a crowd, to try to impress people, to try to make a name for yourself, stick out in a like a city full of amazing talented people you know what i'm saying like it really pushed pulled on me my yeah. show used to be nuts i used to have like wigs and coats and games and like props it was just anything i could do to kind of stand out from the <laughs> next guy coming on after me and um i think that's it was pivotal like i needed to have that like period of my life Oh wow, that's really interesting. It's like it's like you. I'm going to the games now. It's like yeah, I'm going to my circus concert. And it's like it's the same place, <laughs> like Loki. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. But it's like you know, like the way you're describing it's like of course it feels like of course like they were like um, were they like heavy losses? Like where you were like, oh bro, like is this really it? Like doubts. I'm trying to think, what's the most that I doubted myself and all of this? I know the first show that I did in DC with my band. Um it was oh, okay. it was pretty bad. Like uh really that's a seventy five Yeah, one. and it was bad in the sense of the professionalism because I had a good time, you know what I'm saying? We just were just jamming, having it like I DJ'd for half of it. It was just random. 
But the guy came up to me, he was like, yo, I'm the sound man for BET. He would never hire you because you don't know how to listen and you don't got no set list and you ain't, ah, ah. And I was just like, dang. Because then the girl that came after me was Kalani. And Kalani was like, she had her everything set. Oh. Yeah, like she had dancers, DJ, oh, choreography, set list, team. I was like, dang, this is an organized entity. <laughs> who, who came on after her was Chance wow. the Rapper. And so he was like, that's what you want to be. You want to be an actual brand. You want to be like an actual movement. Y'all over here just playing around. And I was like, dang. <laughs> Felt like trash. <laughs> oh, I can imagine now. It's like... Ooh. But like you came up yeah, from no, that for sure. I mean, my thing is, I love, I love to lose. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, oh, I bet. Because really? most of most of my energy is just like, I know what to pivot, and I'm not going to stay sad for too long. But I love when I have those moments because I can have that bit of what it's like to be mortal. And I'm like, oh, I bet this is what it feel like. Cool. I'm gonna take this energy, win with it, and not stay here too long. Because I was like, dang, yeah, this, that definitely kind of hurt my ego a little bit. So let me. Work hard and make more songs. Like I used to see Chance the Rapper like come out with a new video every week, and it was incredible. Sunday Candy and Juice and this other one. I'm just like, yo, why is this dude succeeding so fast? And then Kalani would just do the same thing. She's like, boom, a mixtape, bow, a collab, and I was like, yeah, I gotta get a team. (laughs) That's what my thing was. It was like, yo, I don't need nobody but myself to steer this. But nah, I tired myself out and I was realizing how much easier it is to level up as an artist with a team that gets your vision. And so, uh, I see. I'm trying to think, what else is my lowest moment? Well, what's Chris's after? Oh, good? Yeah. Oh, there's more? <laughs> so there's no. more low moments? I mean, I don't think about it, Mom, <laughs> so I'm making sure I'm not like cheating you of a story. But it's like, I'm trying to think anything else that was low. I mean, I've not, uh, nothing crazy, man. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've done the typical, like, sleep in your car for a little bit. I've done the lost money on shows. I've really? done the some. How well, the plane ticket is a thousand, and you're only getting paid four hundred for the show. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jesus but that's Christ. that's light level. I'll be fine. And then, I think the girl at uh, the coffee shop that was like this saxophone thing's getting old. Like I. I, I I kept that for a little bit. I was like, all right, that. that into, my whole brand is women. And if the women ain't feeling me, it's like, well, shoot. What, what are we going to be? I remember what she looks like, what she wears. I know everything about her in my head right now. Like the girl that said that. Oh, wow. I can't imagine. That kind of thing was stay, like stay right. in my heart for a while. I think, is this thing popping? Hold on, let me turn this down. Or like, are you? Is this, is this almost like what stage are we? <laughs> right, this the like, the Sego cooking show. <laughs> yeah, right now we're pretty much yeah. heating up the pan, and we're about to throw these. Oh no no no! You messed up. You didn't. Oh say, hey, Lord! Guys, you got to tell them to subscribe before anything. It's like goodness. Can I? Can I earn your trust Bare before you ask me to subscribe? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm gonna just yeah. take a risk. But it's like, so yeah, that girl definitely hurt my feelings. But I mean, um. You know, <laughs> you, you bounce back. It happens, from it. I guess. It's like you're here now. Yeah, I feel like that's 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 what it seems like. Oh, I can hear the sizzle. Exactly. I mean, 
again, I love I love to lose because it's like I'm not gonna stay down forever. But I mean, when I can get those losses and harness that energy, I know it's about to come through. Amazing. Wow. Okay, that's really cool to hear because it just sounds like yeah, it's like every time you get these losses, just like you know, I bet, and they just bounce back. Yeah. I mean, and granted, I'm sure if I go back to my journal and like read it, there was definitely some lower moments that lasted longer. Yeah, I've journaled like, for, like, since like 2004. I can wow. go back and just really see how I was feeling in the moment, but in general, it didn't, you know, I don't hold on to it, so I feel like I did all right. Okay, yeah, okay. So it's like, what was the, do you feel like there's one particular event that kind of like shuts you up, like from the beginning where it's like, oh damn, like Things are moving now. Hmm. When did I realize that things were moving? <clears throat> Man. Damn, when did we realize we were lit? The band, Mother Trucker. Like, what was our best show? Paris? London? The best show was probably more recent. First time I thought, like, oh, we, like, hitting a little bit. And okay. The skills kind of good was, like, Barcelona. I first oh, hello, Dan. We said Lisbon? No, Barcelona. It was like Barcelona. Five, it was like 5,000 yeah. people. Which now, it was like, it was 5,000 people. Like, back then, I was just like, this shit is so You hear him? Wow. See? I remember, I remember that show. Yeah, he said Barcelona. Yeah. Okay, I remember that show, too. So, uh, he can't hear you, but uh, he's, Dan, he said, he said, what's up? All right, never mind. Anyway, um, so Barcelona, <laughs> it was beautiful. One, I love that city for many reasons. But, um... The show itself, it was seeing these flags in the air and you see the diversity of people and then all of them responding to whatever I said. It was it was a high moment. I could see in the band's eyes, we were just like, all right, bet these people are loving us. We're not just live entertainment. But um, overseas love, man, it's different. In the States, it's whatever to me. But when somebody overseas that doesn't speak your main language is rocking with you, it just, it connects different to yeah, I get that. Yeah, it feels like wow, like my stuff like crossed all these boundaries. Huh? Exactly, that's like the real win. Can you still hear me? Uh, yep, I'm still. Oh, yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, so I think yeah, I feel like I was just saying um, that yeah, like when people overseas kind of feel like that energy, it is different now. It does, man. It does. I feel like um, there's there's a bunch of moments overseas where I was like, oh, wow, this is real. A, a lot of it was in Asia because in those shows, they super didn't speak English, but they knew my songs word for word. Oh. And so, yeah, I was just like, yeah, this is nuts because wow. there's no reason <laughs> y'all should even know these songs, but they know them. That's actually crazy. So how are you guys flying now? Like, how are you guys, like, making money at the time? We weren't. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, there's not money being made. We're just building up our, our resume or something. Yeah, but it's like, how are you paying for, like, the tickets and the hotels? Credit. Ah. <laughs> <Or> debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, my father did one, like, one thing with my credit. He definitely made sure I bought little small things and paid it off and <clears throat> where I one day got my own credit card. 
Okay, I see. So this kind of allowed you to be able to just kind of keep moving like without money coming in at the moment. Exactly. And then the manager would front the money sometimes too. Oh, wow. So it's like you, you had like a working system in those early days. <clears throat> I would say so. I wouldn't call it working, but I'm, again, I'm going to survive. <laughs> <laughs> the way I'm cooking this food right now, I'm going to survive. Ah, uh, I mean, the fair. Okay, I get that. That's actually so interesting. I don't know, I feel like in my head, like from, I feel maybe from like the audience perspective, I always just imagine that, wow, like musicians, like people are making lots of money from the streams and the videos and you see the girls and the chains. But it's like, I feel you like- You see the girls in the chains? Yeah, I don't know why. So, you know, there's always like the girls in the chains and the cars. And you just think that, yeah, this person is living life. My thing is maybe for some of those people, because I feel like there's a different type of music where you get a hit and you get famous very fast. So I feel like, yeah, a lot of money could come in very fast for those people. And with me, I wasn't going through that. I was going through a very slow rise. Yeah. Which like I'm more organic. It's very, like, it can't get more organic than this, because it's <laughs> telling you. <laughs> yeah, it was like not I mean, just. Yeah, you've been pelted by water by losing. You, you really felt the streets. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, like, I've been around a lot of people, been different state like i'm telling you my story has so many side stories yeah it's, it's ridiculous much. and it's like it's just like just coming into like this tapestry you know see that's why you're a writer you got the word tapestry in your vocabulary <laughs> oh please but okay like take me into like your first um you know by the way i don't know the difference i don't know like apart from length like what's the difference between like, like a mixtape and a, an album I think it's kind of an artist trying to protect their feelings. <laughs> really? You know? Yeah, think about it. Because it's like, if it's an album, then you're kind of saying, yo, this is my my work. This is my je ne sais quoi. Like, this is the thing. And if people yeah. don't like it, it's like, well, dang, I took that personally. But a mixtape is <laughs> almost saying like, yo, this is some mid. If you don't like it, you're not supposed to. They're just some ideas. And then if it blows up, it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> wasn't trying. Yeah, it's like, ah, damn. Okay, I see I see. And then an EP is like a shorter, it's like shorter, no? It should be. An EP should just be shorter in length and like a transitional thing that's supposed to set you up for the album. Oh, okay. I kind of see it. So it's like for, because I, like, like I told you, like Loose Thoughts, for instance, in your mind, is that is Loose Thoughts like an album or a mixtape? <laughs> um, definitely a mixtape. And the funny thing about that, I remember like my management team at the time had an intervention with me. Like they sat me in, they, they tricked me and they sat me in this room and then turned the lights on and everyone's there and they're just like, we want to talk to you, okay? You need to release these songs or we're going to hurt you. <laughs> well, what's making me laugh? Like, I wonder how did they lay this guy in? Like, this is like, yo, the food. What? I'm a sucker for a meal. They just was like, yo, come to this restaurant. I know you love to eat. I was like, you're right. I do love to eat. Like, and I then, got boom. There. And so I'm there and they're just like, yo. Because the thing is, all of those songs, I don't have the project files to. So I can't edit them and turn things up and be my, my, tic- my meticulous self. So I was just going to throw them away. Jesus <laughs> I was just God, like, what? Yeah, I was going to throw all of them away, laptop included, and just be done. I and they sat me in a room. Yeah, they, bro, they were about to jump me. <laughs> they just like, <laughs> if you don't release this, we have bats. <laughs> we're prepared <laughs> to beat you. So I was like, all right, fine. So I just gave it, 
I gave it the loose thoughts idea just so it's like, listen, man, this is not supposed to be a succinct idea. These are just different things that I had in my mind at the time of my life. And here we are. Wow. Because I feel like I heard um so like how like how is the you know, I feel when I'm writing or painting, it kind of starts small and it kind of builds up. So how is it like making a song like small talk for instance? Like how do you make these how do you make this music? Like how does it start? Um, see the thing with me is when I hear the beat, I hear the song finished in my head. So I have to put it out as fast as I hear that complete thing in my head. Right? It's almost like how do I describe it? It's almost like uh, I've seen, there's a Michael Jackson movie where he was just like, yo, there's this music that needs to get out of me or I can't sleep. <laughs> it's, that's what he kind of paraphrased it. And when I heard the small talk beat, I heard the complete song, whole yes. thing, all the intricacies, everything. So I was just trying to like get it out as fast as I could so I could go eat. <laughs> you know what's interesting about that you said that it's like listening to small talk I, I feel like out of all those songs there's one of the ones where it felt like i was i kept on like going back to it after i rinsed the whole thing because there's this like energy mm. to it where it feels like you just like punched it out you know true i mean well one thank you i love that song yeah and i feel like uh prior to to making the song i was you know you just absorb life and so there's this woman that I was talking to and it was just like, there's no way you enjoy this conversation. Like we're not talking about anything. It was like, come on. And so I, I was just frustrated with the dating game. And I was like, yo, this can't be a thing. So I was like, small talk, small talk. Sing the thing for me. <laughs> dancing, dancing. Yeah, so I was at, the, I was at a, a party and I was like, listen, all right, we don't have to just pretend like we don't just have to pretend. We can just dance. We can have a good time. We don't have to talk about anything light. Let's just kind of enjoy each other's company. It was just, I was about a lot of that back in because back in the day, Snapchat was out, and that's when women oh. would come to parties and just Snapchat rather than have a good time at the party. And I feel like that was the birth of phones being at every function. Oh. Like I was against that whole movement. Okay, where it's like, you know, people are kind of recording the moment as opposed to enjoying it, you know? Yeah, like I made multiple songs about that. Ooh. It just felt like it wasn't the way that we should be interacting with humans. So, yeah, that was the big conversation. It was just like, come on now. Like, Girls That Dance became uh, a similar conversation and all that stuff. And it kind of got continued into Loose Thoughts. As I was like, yo, y'all still doing the Snapchat thing? Damn. So is that like one of the things that like puts you off like the dating game? Because you, I think you mentioned last time that you're like uh, you're just on your work, you're on your grind, like twenty four seven. Come on, say it again. I think it broke up. Wait, wait, wait. Can you hear me now? Nah, I can't hear you now. Let me see. What can I do to make myself hear you? <clears throat> That's weird. Okay, now you're good. Oh, okay, damn. Do you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that I may just leave these moments in because it just feels natural this way. It might as well, man's life. Yeah. So, yeah, I was saying that it's like, are, are moments like that part of the reason why you just left the dating game? And you're like, nah, like, because you said that you're like on your grind 24-7. <laughs> I left the dating game. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like, you're like I'm, nah, I'm done. It's more so leaving the traditional dating game where it's like the women that you think 
a celebrity would go after, I'm not going after those women because I feel like I know, I know what that story is. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's no, no shade to any relationship or whatever. I'm just saying, I, I sure. see those and they just, they feel dysfunctional for my life. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't need the, the woman with the aesthetic of this that comes with the certain needs of that. So I'm just like, let me, let me attract somebody different. And so that's when that Lady Lady album came. It was like, yo, I feel like these oh. type of women I'm going to vibe with better. And so it just, you know, it just kind of goes into that room. Okay. I think I kind of get that. It's kind of like a shifting focus, really. I'm, not, I'm starting to get it, too. I'm like, huh, <laughs> this makes sense. Yeah, okay. Wait, how, is, how does the omelette taste, by the way? I'm about to taste it, actually. I just I just plated everything. Ah, oh, let's see. This is, it took you like 48 minutes to make this part. It did, because it's hard to multitask and talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, like, well, like, the omelette is taking quite a Like, I was like, by now, I don't be done eating. It's crazy, you know, the, the omelette's hitting now. I put it on low heat, so I wouldn't mess oh. it up. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so I think, like, you know, so for the YouTube tutorial, just, like, click the link in the bio, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, what was that? How do I even phrase it properly? Have you ever had that feeling where it's like, yeah, I've made it, like I'm done? Yeah, today. Really? I'm about to say. I feel like I've, I think I've figured out what I really want to do, and I'm kind of moving towards that now. And so, in terms of done. I think I'm done with traditionally like being an artist. The whole like, all right, here's the album and we got a tour and you got merch. Is this Let's your retirement like podcast? Is that what this is? You said who? Is this your retirement podcast? Like, is that what this is? Jesus. I know, right? No, I'm not retiring. I'm saying I'm just like done with the approach that I used to do music and stuff. Because again, you see me. I can't stop making music. Like I made one yesterday, yeah. the day before, the day before that, like that never stops. That's just who I am. In terms of like releasing music through the the lens that is the industry, I'm pretty much done with that. But giving music to my fans, oh man, I'm always thinking of creative ways to do that and like give my art out. So yeah, retirement don't make sense for me. I'm too young for that. Oh, you know, when you just mentioned that, like I even just had an idea that I'll probably even talk to you. You know, I think I could say it here. Could I? Sure. Yeah, you know what? Like I was, I'm working with this guy. His, his name is Faith, and we're working on like an AR gallery. So you know what would be cool? Imagine if like people could like see your, um, like a like your cover on Instagram with like those AR, like a painting that moves around, and then you're hearing the song like as you're looking at the cover art or something. I love that. I've I've seen iterations of like, you know, things with Oculus and like the augmented reality yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I love that. Okay. But yeah, I feel, well, I feel like this one last question, I think that's not even like a one last question, but it's been on my mind. Like, have you, what would you say, like, you know, the people who are like um, independent versus labor, mm -hmm. you know? What, what would I say in terms of what? Like, you know, independent versus like, you know, being signed to like a label, like which is pros and cons, which is better for you or that kind of thing. That's how I'll put it, right? A label is very good at taking something from 50 to 100, but they're not good at taking something from zero to 50, right? Oh, well, that's a bar. 
I wanted to give you a little sound bite because that's that's the thing right there. Yeah. Because um, yeah. as an artist, you want to do as much as you can to build your own foundation, your ideas, your grind, your journey. And then a label is very good at saying, oh, here's this thing that's already huge. We'll make it larger. And in my experience, that's what it is. I mean, granted, yes, they have money and resources, but none of that stuff works unless you have a very strong foundation. Uh, okay, I see that. So it's kind of like there's no way to like cheat like this success thing. You kind of have to get down and do it. No, because mind you, hold on, make us some tea. Yeah. When I was growing up, I used to see a lot of people around me get famous very fast, and I would envy it. You know, like any yeah. childhood, everybody wants notoriety and clout and fame and all that stuff when they're young. But yeah, I. I, I would just see them drop like flies because they didn't have the foundation and they just had like someone juicing them. And it, it always goes that way. If somebody truly has a foundation and a fan base and all that, they stick around forever because it's like you kind of can't get rid of them because it's so true and authentic. And so, and then that, that whole phrase of like, don't think somebody else is nine is your, now, I don't know, the little number thing was like, you're at this point of their career, don't compare it to yours because you have a similar age yeah. or whatever. I, I think it's like Reason. Reason had this bar in one of his albums. I think he's, how is it Reason? It's probably Reason. And he goes, um, don't let your food go cold watching someone else eat. I love that. Yeah, like, I don't know, I think it was Reason. It should be. But it's pretty much that, because I mean, Instagram is like the epicenter of our society. Like we're looking at people's highlight reels. <laughs> and it's like yeah. that couldn't be healthy. It's like, dude, if y'all saw all of the the songs that I tried to make to get to the right song, then it wouldn't be the I mean, <clears throat> it'd be an amazing story. It's like, wow, this turned into this. But I feel like yeah. everyone just sees the end product and the, the rollout, but they don't see the grind, the struggle, the muck all the time, or they just assume that you just came out of nowhere. Yeah, like, legit, if you didn't tell me this, like, if, if I never, like, sat down, I would never know that you were, like, you got hit by water balloons. I'm sure that's, like, in my head, that's, like, the image I have now. It's, like, oh. I just can't imagine how crazy it would be. Oh, I have to tell that story <laughs> one day. Yeah. Man. So, I guess it's kind of, like, seeing, like, this a bigger picture than what you're seeing on social media, I guess. It is, man. Like, comparison is the thief of all joy. Another thing I hear all the time, but it's true. Like, you can, I used to think that my I Hate School song was the best thing ever because I had 100,000 plays. Then I saw somebody else from my neighborhood that had a million. And then Beyonce retweeted it or something like that. And I was like, well, shoot, my song means nothing now. <laughs> so it's a real feeling. Like, oh right, but you got to dismiss it because it's like, dude, this is the best you've made so far. Like, rejoice and then keep going. Yeah, like really, everyone you're your own like race, you know. That's real. It's very real. Oh, wow, that was, that was that was heavy, you know. But the zero to fifty to fifty to hundred, that was, that was a cool. That was a cool place to even like put that. Hey man, you know what I'm saying? You gotta just, <laughs> gotta just do it. <laughs> you know, the chef, the artist, the motivational speaker. Yeah, man, I'm I'm just aspiring to make it to the above one day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah so um now we're like on the last legs um two things i guess i think before the last one is like so nigerian artists you know mm -hmm. 
who's so who are like artists that you you're, you're kind of feeling right now like around Nigeria? I mean, you and I spoke about Melvito and Oxlade and yeah. Thames and what else did I speak it's about? Beautiful. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna name the obvious ones that the world knows, like the the younger cats. Yeah. Like I really. I, yeah, those ones that are still like on my first chapter. It feels like. Yeah, and I I love, I love all the music from over there, but it's like there's a certain like strand of it that's like a little more art, rhythm and blues or smooth that I kind of resonate with. Mm. Oh yeah, do you know Jimmy Abdul's? Do ah, uh, I don't think so. Who's that? Oh, you know, I'm. I'll I'll put you on this. He's a he did this song with Oxlade Greed. He's even a friend of mine. Interesting. I'm about to go to my playlist yeah. and see what else I got, too. Yeah. Wait, where's Odunsi? is... That's a good question. Odunsi is... He should be Nigerian or Ghanaian. I think he's Nigerian. He's Nigerian. He's Nigerian. He's Nigerian. Yeah, I listened to him from a while ago, like back in SoundCloud days. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Do these niggas know that you like them? Like, have you ever like reached out to one of them and be like, bro, like I really love your music? Oh no, bro. If there's one thing I do every Sunday, it's reach out and show love to people I'm listening. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't hide it. I'm just like, listen, this is amazing. I know everything is advertisement. You're probably gonna show somebody this, but I don't care. I love this. Yeah, like <laughs> true. And I feel like that really helps. I feel like that would like be a big boost. It's like, oh wow, like you know, my single, my work. No, I'm saying. Yeah, my playlist is a lot. I don't know who's from where though, but I listen to a lot. Of, we said Fireboy too, yeah. Fireboy's in like Fireboy's Nigerian. Fireboy slaps, yeah. There's a lot, yeah. I'm telling you, I got a lot, a lot of people in here. And then anything produced by oh, Jules, yeah. I'm. Jules is also good. Hey, is your playlist like up on Apple Music or? Oh no, I don't share anything except with my friends. So you'll get one. Ah, uh, oh, okay, fairs. Let me see, like you know, what music you You know, you're 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 keeping track too. Yeah, no, I got you know, I got a little something. I don't know. I'm learning. Yeah, it's no pee. I think I even like share some like I have that you know maybe you haven't heard like Jimmy Abdul's his work is really good. Mm-hmm. No, I'll listen, man. I'll definitely listen. Yeah. So I feel like now because I I don't even want to like. Because in my head, you know, like when I started this, I was thinking, you know, like thirty minutes, and maybe that'll be enough. But it's like it just kept on. But you, you're just a really interesting guy. I can't lie. I mean, podcasts are great when it like hits that hour mark. Because I, I, use, I watch, I mean, listen to podcasts all quarantine, and it just really helps my day move. Ah, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like I never really go into them like with everyone else. Honestly, I never thought I'd be patient enough to listen to somebody speak for an hour. But when it's interesting, that's one yeah, thing. Yeah. And then when it's just like. I don't know, just the conversation and the knowledge. Um, I love it. Like, there's, I, I, like, I've cared about American football for just because of a podcast. Wow, it's just the way that people like show their passion for what they're talking about. Um, that like hooks me. So, yeah, shout out podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like you know. So one last thing. So it's like. Mm-hmm. There are lots of, I feel like there should be maybe like artists or maybe other creators, you know, who are probably listening to this, I hope. And it's like, what do you have to say to them? I feel like a lot of them are on their first chapter right now. And you're dealing, like, even me, I'm dealing with like issues with school, you know, and like, and like all these decisions, you know, dropping out, staying and stuff like that. So what do you have to say to like everyone right now in that like space, that first chapter? Um, 
spend a lot of time building up your foundation, you know, and whether that means studying your craft, becoming a professional at it, um, like online, just really, really prepare and like look up knowledge as much as you can. Because I feel like once it gets to that point where like you're making money from it full time and you have a team and everything, you're going to wish you had a stronger foundation. So, and, and I get it. Like being a, a youngster, I used to want to make it immediately before I was ready. Like it was like, no, I, I should get on, put me on stage. But when I got on big stages, I didn't know how to like pace my show. I didn't know how to control my breathing. I didn't know how to know my own lyrics in real time. Like it was just like prepare for your blessing because that's when it'll come. Wow. It's like kind of be careful where you wish for because you like you might get Bro, it. My mom tells me all the time, like the moment somebody has Oprah shout them out and they they have a million orders, but they can't fulfill them. It's like you weren't ready. Ooh, yeah. Like, come on. And now it's kind of like worse. It's like you want a shout out, but can you really like take all them fans coming your way, demanding music to be released? Can you take people giving feedback to you every day? Like it's like, yeah, ask be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like I've personally even had that. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, you know, you might want the blessing, but when the blessing comes, it's like, are you ready? Simple as that, man. So prepare. Prepare for every iteration, every scenario of success where, like, it won't stress you out. You have someone to call if something goes wrong. Like, just try to prepare yourself. Wow. Whew. Well, I think that was, that's a really good place to leave it. I think it was. I feel like we could even go on like another hour. How's your? You're almost. You're done with me. I'm, bro. I'm halfway. <laughs> really? I'm not even eating fast. It's cr- I'm pacing. It's terrible. Ah, uh, fair. But yeah, man. Like honestly, like thank you so much for being the first guest on this. Like you know, I think even the concept of just it being just like a casual thing, like just came from your vibe. Like because you just seem so chill and calm. Try to be, man. I'm. I'm past my angry days. <laughs> yeah but again man thanks so much for doing this with me blessings hope you have a great day i think it's like what oh yeah 12? we just started man what's mm-hmm. that yeah i feel like mine is about to end but again thanks so much and i hope you have a thanks, great bro. day hope you have a great day too yeah. Bye. Bye.